0: There's a lot more that you could lose, Jared. Like, all your wide receivers could be kicked out of the league. Okay. Welcome to the Survivor Turning Back Time podcast, the only Survivor podcast that counts the times that Clay says nice ass. And the different species. Dude, it's too many. It's too many. One is too many. I'm your host, Stephen Levine, with my co-host, Jared Sheldon. Jared? I smell like (laughs) Stephen.
1: God damn it. Because I'm wearing his deodorant. (laughs) Okay. Dude, I don't do you know. Want, do you want
0: to ex- expound on that, or are we just leaving it there? It was the
1: end of the last episode. If you didn't listen, go back and listen. It's not very interesting. I did take a shower. I forgot to wear deodorant, and yeah. we just I discovered it during the episode. I smelled bad. <laughs> wear deodorant. It's good. Wear deodorant. The Survivor Turning Back Time podcast does advocate for deodorant. That's fair. I will also advocate for that. <laughs> Having previously played in several Magic the Gathering tournaments when I was 18 through 20... Oh, no. I advocate for deodorant. Oh, no. It's a fun game. I expected
0: C two E two to be worse, like mm. to get a get a good whiff of a lot of people, but I didn't really. I also this I, think is I had a mask on, that may have
1: aided. Probably affects it. This is the effect of. I feel like generally over the last ten years, it has been more accepted for femme-presenting people to enter the nerdier communities where before, mm. like would that was those spaces were harder to penetrate, and the more femme presenting people, the less body odor generally speaking, and like and a lot sure. of cosplaying where like your your whole thing is your presentation. Yeah. Whereas, like at a Magic the Gathering tournament, listen, it's it's all dudes, and all of them smell bad. How long does a Magic the Gathering tournament take? Depends on what level. Okay. I was playing, like, casually, like, different hobby shops, like, <laughs> locally. I, locally is the word I'm looking for. Business uh, cash. Business cash. Uh, i would be about five rounds, so, like, four hours. Oh, my God. Wait, so, like, a, a single game of Magic the Gathering takes, like, 45 minutes? Well, the problem is you have to wait for everyone. Sure. And then they have to update the tournament, and then they have to, like, or update the bracket and then okay. get going. So, it'd probably be, like, a game would take somewhere, depending on what de- kind of deck you're playing, would be like, yeah, 20 to 40 minutes. But I would play, because I was poor, an aggro red deck that was mono red uh, goblins and like goblin grenades. This is like 2013. So my goal was, yeah, you have all these fancy tools. That's cool. Mm. You start with 20 health. I just need to get it to zero. It doesn't matter how ugly it is. I just need to get it to zero as quickly as possible. Gotcha. I... It was it was Oonga Boonga. Please, please explain that. In in games, when you your only strategy is just go in and, like, be aggressive over and over and over again, it, it's called going oonga-boonga, like a caveman. Okay. Like, bonk.
0: Okay. Just, just fucking bonk. Sure. <laughs> it's like, we may be towing a racist line, I'm not just, Oh, no, no, cave, no caveman. Caveman. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Okay. Good to know. I never got into card games. I i mean i just i didn't have the money growing up to get into card games so i just i, I
1: watched from afar what are you smiling at me about do you want to go and buy magic, magic the gathering decks after no, this no i don't there's a target right down the street Would they? i can teach you how to play no it'd be fun for my money
0: insanity no we don't have to get super crazy commander's cheap not doing this, Jared. I think we're doing this. There are lines. I can stand up for myself sometimes. We'll see about that. Okay. <laughs> okay, if you have opinions, feel free to send us an email. Email SurvivorTBT at gmail.com. You can message us on Twitter at SurvivorTBT or Reddit at you slash SurvivorTBT. Uh, responding to our question from last episode, we have people already submitting things, telling us what you want to... S- to sneak into our wedding
1: vows. We do? No. Wait, no. God, no! Wait, we haven't released that! <laughs> no, but you believed it. I For a second I was like, when did I say that? Hold on. What?
0: No, but if you want to do that, you can send us a message. I hate Steve. <laughs> want to get into the episode? Yeah, but first, pick a color. White, black, red, green, You're blue. trying to get me to make a, a just, magic just, just pick one of those colors. Uh, well, my gut instinct is always red, because it's my favorite color, but... Okay, I don't. You know, so you've already you've already kind of like undercut red in this conversation. Yeah,
1: you seem like a like a white blue player to me. Okay, cool. Bumper. All right, so this episode came out on November twenty first of two thousand and two. A couple things happened in the week between episodes. The first of which being. British drummer Ringo Starr was inducted to the Percussive Arts Society Hall of Fame. Ringo Starr, notably not even the best drummer on the Beatles. <laughs> I do love that, that interview. That's a great one. It's great. NATO invites Bulgaria, Estonia, Latvia, Lithuania, Romania, Slovakia, and Slovenia to become members. So massive extent, expansion of NATO yeah. in November of 2002 from what's going on in the world right now in 2023. We'll get back to that. That was probably a good thing. Yeah. it's probably a good thing. Yeah. And then COVID happened. I'm sorry? No, not that one. The first case of SARS is recorded in Foshan City, Guangdong Province, China, though it is not identified until much later. First patient is thought to be a farmer in the city. So the SARS virus, known technically as SARS-CoV coronavirus, first appearing in China in 2002... Huh. The disease was spread to 29 countries before it was stopped. Nice. I as we know COVID, that's SARS-CoV-2. Yeah. And fascinatingly, if you've ever watched eastern media, like Japanese, Korea, Chinese, what Chinese whatever, sometimes you will see people like in the background of like shots wearing masks mm-hmm. because this, from my understanding could be wrong, not an epidemiologist, but this pandemic started a culture of mask wearing when you're sick. Mm. That's Those societies that tend to be, speaking broadly, more community-focused, as opposed to America, which is more individually-focused, adapted that behavior and kept it long after SARS-CoV-1.
0: Are you saying that Americans do not care for each other? I mean,
1: broadly speaking, we do. Love thy neighbor, Jared. Broadly speaking, we do. We prioritize individuality over community Sorry, that's gross i just
0: tied in a a christian thing into an american thing i take it all back (laughs) (laughs) i was raised catholic good go on the first of the sars outbreaks oh sorry i'm gonna say i said go on and then i'm gonna undercut you immediately i i do love that it was interesting how epidemiologists were like we're prepped for something bad to happen we know something could happen and this is a likely target and like they knew eventually something like covid would happen
1: yeah, yeah. my own covid story is fascinating oh, go i think it is because i was following somebody on imager because i was using imager a lot of the time for mm-hmm. memes named bunker john okay and he picked it up early january of 2020 as like Hey, this is resembling the SARS-CoV-1 outbreak. Like something similar is happening. I'm gonna keep an eye on it because I think it's interesting, and I'm an amateur epidemiologist. Sure. I was like, that's cool. I'm gonna follow that. That's neat. And he was like, hey, there's some weird stuff happening in China. The Chinese New Year's coming out. If this is going to spread far, it's going to be at the Chinese New Year. Okay, New Year yeah. And then the first lockdowns in China start, and he's like, well, it's an authoritarian government. That kind of stuff's gonna happen, like they're being precautious. So I got to watch in real time as somebody who was paying attention started becoming alarmed weeks before we were here in America. Wow. And I was like, okay, I don't know if I'm going to really, like, if Bunker John on Imager is, like, the best source ever, Mm -hmm. but he's citing his sources. He seems to be smart about it. And he keeps predicting things. Yeah. So it was like a month before it started i talked to the owner of the company that we both worked for at the time oh really and was like hey so what happens if it comes here and he was like it won't And i was like cool but that what if yeah just uh out of curiosity he's like i don't know we'll probably have to go out of business i was like okay and what happened jared and we went out of business <laughs> <laughs> i did i bought a bunch of hand sanitizer like a month before that happened Smart. like in big industrial bottles And I had bought like three weeks of canned food for myself because I'm diabetic. Sure. And I was like, listen, and like my roommates at the time thought I was crazy. My partner at the time thought I was crazy. I was like, listen, the risk reward on this is, is very skewed. Like the risk is, oh no, I now have like three weeks of canned food I'll eat over the course of a year. Yeah. The upside is I don't have to go to a grocery store if people start freaking the fuck out. And I'm diabetic. And then people started freaking the out. And then fuck people out. started freaking the fuck out. I was like, huh, bet you're glad we have this three weeks of canned food. Fucking huh, aren't ya? Did you think about toilet paper? I did the Jared was right, dance. I did not think about toilet paper. <laughs> but, thankfully, the business that we worked at had it in massive surpluses. We'd oh accidentally ordered so much. So I just went there and took a giant box of it. So fucking smart. Look at you go.
0: <laughs> I I was in a different trajectory. I was like my communica- my communications were pretty slim, so yeah. I saw it not only as people were seeing it, but later than people were seeing it. Because I'm like, oh, did you see that one news headline that one time when people started freaking out? No. Okay, I'll catch you tomorrow, I guess.
1: Yeah. So I basically was being gaslit by the world for like three weeks.
0: <laughs> Jared was right. Jared was right.
1: I have never had such conflicting feelings, because <laughs> I love being right, mm-hmm. and also, oh fuck, I was right. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I
0: feel like even at the time, I I tried to downplay it a little bit to the people that I was with, because the people I was, I was with at the time were panicking, mm. and like, hey, no, it's like it's just this, it, it it's just like cold and flu symptoms, like we're young, we're fine, we're healthy, we'll be okay. And, I mean, they all were okay. Yeah. But I was definitely downplaying
1: for <laughs> for the happy vibes. Weirdly enough, we did start a game, me and my partner at the time, and one of our friends started a game of Pandemic Legacy in January of 2020. <laughs> you asshat. And I think that might have been a Jumanji board. This was your fault. We got in the game. The game takes place over a calendar year. And each session, if you complete it, a month goes by. If you fail, you get to try that month again. We had failed March. (laughs) So we were technically in the second half of March. (laughs) And then we had to stop playing because it was like, wow, this is too topical.
0: This is getting real, isn't it? Wow. Yeah. Okay, cool. Anything else you got?
1: No, the movies are all pretty much the the same song as Lose Yourself, but the movies are pretty much the same as well. My Big Fat Greek Wedding coming back in again Wow! at number five. Santa Claus 2, The Ring, Eight Mile, and then Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, which you talked about came out last week, is now, you know, top of the charts. What date is this? November 21st. Okay. That is weird. I guess I never thought,
0: about, I I realized that Harry Potter likes to tie in the, the Christmas imagery mm-hmm. into their their shows, but I didn't, I guess it makes so much sense that they came out around the holiday time. Like, it's pretty, it's still pretty early holiday season, but it makes so much sense that they're like, let's fucking capitalize on that, baby.
1: Yeah. And that's, I think that's one of the big movie seasons, even still. Yeah. So, that makes sense.
0: That's true. Cool. Well, Let us jump into the episode. Episode 10, While the Cats Are Away.
1: Nothing changes.
0: <laughs> While the cats are away, we talk about maybe doing a thing. That doesn't happen. And then don't do a thing.
1: Steven, is Jake bad at
0: Survivor? Yes. I agree. This wasn't his worst episode.
1: No. But yes. We haven't talked about it because the men of Chewiegon are so awful that they take up all the air in the room. Jake is just throwing shit at the wall and and seeing what sticks. Some of it is good.
0: Like, some of it he has good ideas and then he just can't follow through for Pick shit. two
1: strategies yeah. at most. Don't pick seven. <laughs>
0: okay. Starting off the episode... Ted's whining right away. Piss
1: baby Ted. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: oh, I got votes.
0: Why did I get votes? Who
1: oh, fucking cares, man?
0: Yeah. It was the three people that you're going to pick off one at a time. Yeah. And here's the part that gets to me about Jake. Is Ted goes straight to Jake. Or, well, I Jake guess, goes straight to Ted. Jake goes straight to Ted. Yeah. And Jake's like, or sorry, Ted's
1: like, hey, who told you to vote? No, no. He said, why me? He was basically like, why did you guys vote for me? You're right. And like coordinatedly vote for me. Yep.
0: And Jake was like, "Hey, we were told the votes either going to be for Ken or for you." And Ted, being like, "Of course he is," starts pressuring, like, "Who said that? Like, I would like to know." And instead of Jake saying, "Hey, let me cause this divide. Let me. I see my gap. It's very wide open here. Let me try to fit in there." Mm -hmm. He's like,
1: "No, I'd rather not say." So this is the problem with keeping your options open. Mm -hmm. Is that you never make a choice. Mm -hmm. And he should have thrown Clay and Brian under the bus. Yeah. He should have said, those two were considering getting rid of you. Yeah. And he could even put that with, like, maybe they were lying to me. But, like, that's what they told me. And that's what we went with.
0: This whole time, you were looking for an in. You were playing the field. You were seeing trying to find the crack, and it's there in big flashing lights, and you refuse to take it. Yep. Insane. Drives me nuts. I don't know that Ted would have believed him, but he didn't even try. He didn't even try. And so Ted leaves this conversation thinking, nah, he's just making stuff up. Like, he goes straight to the guys. He's like, hey, Brian, Clay, Fucking Jake tells me you guys were proposing to get me out. How
1: crazy is that? And it was also fucking stupid of Jake to say it was three people. He said it was three people in Chewy gone. Yeah. That okay? There's only four people besides Ted. Correct. So you have cast too wide of a net. You are saying if you said two, okay, mm-hmm. then you I think you've put that seed of doubt. But three. So you're saying it was either both of the guys and Jan or Helen, which seems unlikely to me, the viewer, and I think also to Ted, or it was Jan and Helen and one of the guys, which I think also seems unlikely. Yeah. Jake is trying so hard to be slippery and honorable,
0: and the two <laughs> are are conflicting here. Yeah. And, like, just... Pick one, pick the other. Like, if you're going to go out like a, a chump, go out like a chump. But if you're going
1: to try to play this game, do it. Go in. Yeah, he's sitting in the middle and doing neither. And it's... it's He's deteriorating. <laughs> and, like, his game is deteriorating. His... I think ever since the episode where it was, like, we're all there, The episode that Aaron went home. The last two episodes have been, like, Jake is losing his mind. Mm. And not in the way that, like... Greg did in season one. <laughs> he's just looks like he's sadly withering away into nothing.
0: Yeah, I, he sees his options are out, but again, he's not willing to do anything about it. Yeah, Drive me nuts.
1: And they talk about food. They, they do some. So, just moving on to the episode, they do some food stuff of like, ah, oh, we're all getting really hungry to set up the fact that the next one's going to be a food reward challenge. Yeah. Though so there's one point that I want to point out. Okay, go on. Helen says something along the lines of. They keep the tide up to starve us out. And I was like, Helen, who the fuck is they? Who are you talking about? It's the government of Thailand.
0: (laughs) They're raising the tide. They're melting the polarized caps. Do you
1: think the producers are that powerful? Who
0: is they? I hope. Hope, hope, hope. That she is making a joke about it, but it's just not
1: landing. Yeah. But... It's a strong possibility. Helen's best sense of humor is when something is happening to her or around her that she can react to. Yeah. That involves human beings that she can be like, they're so stupid. Yeah. This is, if that was a joke, bad execution. Bad joke. No, no.
0: So we're we're searching for crabs. We can't find crabs. Helen's like, I'm not resorting to snails. We are not doing that. I She's achieved. not doing that. I am not doing that, Jared. That was funny. Okay, starve. Yeah. <laughs> I want to jump back one second to mm. Clay's face as Ted is like, hey, they say you you floated my name, and he's just, like, listening, but with that, like, very queerly guilty look on his face. Like, how do you not read that, Ted? Come on.
1: Because Ted has a hard time believing People that are victims of things. Yeah. That's our workshop, but that one wasn't very good. Okay. <laughs>
0: Brian comes back and is like, Jake is insecure. He's feeling insecure right now. Yeah, the
1: fucking course Maybe
0: it's the heat. Like, what the fuck, Brian?
1: Or maybe it's the fact that they've been systematically limited, eliminated one at a time for the last, like, 15 days.
0: Yeah. Maybe they're not in the power position and he's doing what he can.
1: Which is not very much. Yeah, I mean, this is one of the few times I think I've said to somebody that's that's clearly on the chopping block, do less. Because he's not committing to any direction, yeah. he looks like he's flailing. And yeah. everyone knows he's flailing. You have to pick a, a target or two.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Anyway. Aim before you shoot the arrow. Well, that goes into my whole philosophy, but yes. <laughs> okay, moving on.
0: Reward challenge. We have a multi-stage obstacle course. And the reward for this one is an elephant trek, but not just the elephant trek. It's paid for by Visa. Not just
1: personal Visa, but Visa.
0: It's true. This is the first time he hasn't said that. Yeah.
1: Oh. Oh. Interesting. I don't know why. I, who cares? Maybe it's a legal reason. <laughs> <laughs> but he just didn't want his name on this season as little as, as like as little as he
0: possibly could. Do you think? He has to take out this credit card every single time, so his credit score is just awful at this point, because he is within...
1: Canceling credit
0: cards? Within multiple years, he has taken out and canceled
1: credit cards at least two a year. That would be so funny if it was like, guys, this is tanking my credit score. Please stop.
0: (laughs) That's one of those, like, gross New York Post headlines, Survivor ruined my credit score. (laughs) I can't buy a home anymore.
1: Well, I mean, he has fuck you money. He
0: does. He definitely does. At the time, he was probably just, like,
1: pretty good. Yeah, fair enough. I don't know what he's making on these seasons, but probably not, like, millions of dollars. Sure. Enough to eventually be a producer. So, he'll get there. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so, it's broken down into a few
1: stages. And I want to talk about these (sighs) stages. This challenge is... This challenge is the challenge equivalent of just shooting yourself in the foot over and over and over again.
0: Yeah.
1: Let's talk about the very first stage. Hilarious. Quote, unquote. So, right away,
0: you're working in pairs of two. Mm-hmm. There are seven of them. Mm-hmm. In a normal game of Survivor, you would pair up and you would decide, hey, I want to work with this person. I want to work with this person. Or draw randomly. Yeah. Jeff decided...
1: Violence that day. This should have been drawn randomly. It should have this. The fact that you could pick your partner actually ruined the conceit of most of this challenge. Yeah.
0: And what they propose is that you have to pick your partner, but not before the game starts on the fly as it, as when I say go, and you can't compete unless you have a partner. So someone is just gonna look stupid, and that someone. Was, our boy Jake. It's our boy Jake. And he gets so mad about He's it, He's like, too. what the fuck?
1: Yeah. Like, well, he, theoretically, if Penny wasn't trying to front stab him, yeah. he should have had a partner. Yeah. It should have been Penny. Yeah.
0: Unfortunate. Yeah.
1: Just really funny. Yeah, and, like, also, like, part of this, they had them, like, line up on the mat. Yeah. So you're already at a disadvantage. I mean, I don't know who's going to be at the disadvantage, but you're going to pick someone near you because you don't want to be the last one left standing. They should have had to circle up. Mm. So that way everyone can see everyone and actually like pick somebody rather than like who's standing next to me? Great. Grab them and let's go. I see what you're saying. I don't think they all seem pretty pointed. Those that's true. Those groups. That is true. The only one that I think wasn't with was Penny and Ted. I was like, that's a weird combo.
0: It's a weird combo, but I think Penny took what she could get. That's true.
1: <laughs> Nobody wanted Ted. No, and nobody wanted Jake. So yeah, picking your partners—big mistake on this challenge. Not just for that moment, but for everything else that comes. Yeah. So then we we go
0: on and we do the what do they call it? The it it's a plank bridge. Yeah. But they have a specific name, and I've already forgotten it. I don't know. Uh, They've the, done this
1: this thing a couple of times. I know, which
0: is why it's upsetting me. Why I don't
1: remember what the name is. It's fine. It's it's a fine puzzle mixed with physical like, dexterity yeah. challenge, it's completely serviceable as a leg to an obstacle course. Yeah, this is fine. Yeah. Nothing exciting. And whoever is the last pair through, which is Jan and Helen, don't proceed. Yeah. Okay, fine. We, we saw Jan take a dive, though. Oh, yeah, that looked painful. It, yeah,
0: that that old lady cannot handle falls from that height. That is usually fucking broke her hip. Yeah.
1: Because they, they're not, like close to the ground that's like at least a six foot fall that's fair and there really is no reason to have it be that high no like you're whether it's two feet off the ground or 12 feet off the ground you're accomplishing the same thing yeah just just with more violence you can't touch the ground yeah there it is the floor is lava (laughs) but you'll fall six feet to fall into it i guess yeah
0: so yeah helen and jan lose the first leg and then we move on to a belly crawl And there are four stations, but at the very end, there are only three boxes. So one person is eliminated.
1: Yep. And this is where the game is fucked. Already. Mm -hmm. Uh, I will say, first of all, Ted, oh my God, he was fast with that belly crawl. Yeah. Jesus Christ. He was moving. Didn't,
0: was he football?
1: I think so, yeah. Yeah. So. It plays to his strengths. Sure, yeah. This challenge is now over. Whoever, whoever's partner doesn't make it through, the game is over. Correct. Because you have three places for four people, and you've gotten to pick your own partner. So someone is the odd man out. In this case, it's Ted. Because, of course, Clay and Brian are going to take each other because they picked each other right away and have gone all the way through it together. There's very little incentive for them not to pick each other. That math, maths, Right. And then you do the last leg, And then whoever wins the last leg gets to pick someone to go with them.
0: It's probably going to be your
1: partner. It's probably the partner you pick to run the course with. Yeah. So there's really only two legs to this challenge Mm -hmm. of four legs. that are five legs, technically, if you want to count Jake being left behind as a leg. Hilarious. And only two of them actually matter. I agree.
0: (laughs) I did find it hilarious, though, that Clay was trying... To take both of them, both Ted and Brian, with one arm,
1: before he's like, nah, just, just scrape Ted off well, my arm. He was even trying to take Ted. He he had both arms on Brian, and then Ted grabs onto his arm. And part of him was like, does Brian or does Ted just pull him back down? Oh my God, that would be so funny. Just like no. <laughs>
0: But yeah, but the, the whole point that they they had to emphasize that you have to be aided over this barrier by someone else. Like, there's only three people, man. Yeah, so you're just, so why even climb the wall? So here's what I propose. You don't do the, the belly crawl. So then you have four at that section. So then between the partners, or you have to, like, try to team up with an enemy. That'd be fine. S- someone's going to get left behind. Yeah. And you have to maybe make the idea of like, hey, I think you're going to win this balance beam. I-, I will send you over. And if we
1: have time to get me over before these idiots get one over, maybe we can both make it. Or just don't make it so you have, you have to have someone help you over. Yeah. Because Ted says, he's like, I could have made it over on his own. And I believe him. I think he's right. So you've put the partners at an advantage because they can help each other if they want to. Mm-hmm. And you've given the other person at least a chance to compete rather than just being like, they didn't pick you. Sorry, my guy.
0: It's one of the few times where I'm like, the the structure of the challenge is there. The format doesn't make fucking any sense. No. Cool. So, So Brian wins, and he takes Clay, of course, his partner, on this reward. And I feel like this is supposed to set up Survivor being like, hey... Look at these people, choosing partners, choosing someone to go on this reward. Yeah, both this
1: and the immunity challenge feel like pecking order challenges. Mm -hmm. And it's not
0: doing anything. Does zero. It's the wild difference between last season and this season, where you're just like, hey, here's the pecking order.
1: I will say, intentionally or no, in the immunity challenge, which we'll get to, they learn their lesson. And people weren't singled out. Mm,
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're right. You're right. Hold that thought. Clay and Brian start their journey to this this reward. Uh-huh. Before they even do, Clay's making jokes about Brian's ass.
1: He's like, ah, oh, look at my... I got a really hot date. He's got a, he got a nice ass. he got a
0: fine ass. Okay. Sure. Okay. They get in a boat to then go get in a helicopter.
1: To then get on a bus. To then get on an elephant. To then get on an elephant. You're right.
0: <laughs> what is this planes-trained-in-law <laughs> bullshit?
1: Just, like, I don't know. It does feel like the bus was a little redundant, no? Like, you could take the helicopter, mo- like, the there, I yeah. assume.
0: Being I mean, yeah, yeah. I'm sure it had something to do with landing zones. Sure. The high tide probably didn't help them be able to get the helicopter to the actual island sure but like still there has to be a better way <laughs> there's got to be a better way Yeah, the boat
1: was definitely redundant you you could have just had the helicopter because it was a it, the helicopter could land in water could it mm-hmm. yeah it didn't have uh feet it was a water helicopter
0: i don't know that a water helicopter exists Maybe I'm on drugs. <laughs> there, there's water planes. Yeah. Because they, they like skid across the water when you're landing. When you're on a helicopter, it comes straight <laughs> down. <laughs> well, don't let me be a pilot.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm landing like, we got one of them water helicopters. I'm like, that doesn't exist. Shit. Oh, Oh, no! <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my God. I think that's my favorite moment of this podcast. <laughs> Okay, so we get to the we get to the reward. <laughs> A very uncomfortable woman is sitting there with juice, yeah. <laughs> She's like, "Hey, here's some juice." <laughs> and they drink the juice. It's like the fucking best juice I've ever had these, in my
1: entire life. These two are the epitome of dumb tourist Americans. <laughs> yeah, like they are not respecting any anything around them. Not really taking it in, except for the nature. They comment that the nature is beautiful, Mm -hmm. but they feel like they are—it's a subtle difference, but it feels like they have the mentality that they are there to be served Mm -hmm. versus, like, I think of Lex and Ethan going into the town and doing the bartering, or Sean and—I don't remember who went with him in Marquesas. Was it John? Sean and John? Whoever went horseback riding, Marquesas, like, were very interested in what was going on. Very interested in the culture. Yeah. These two are like, oh, cool. Like, yeah, this is cool. But you're here to serve me rather than this being like an enlightening cultural experience. Yeah,
0: I want to twist that a little bit. I I think the Lex and Ethan one into the into the town isn't as good of a parallel as the Lex and Big Tom going on the balloon trip because I feel like that's what that's, that's fair. Is. Yep. Is it's it's not really a, a serving or a culture thing, but it's still Lex and Big Tom were so amazed and like taking in all yeah. of that. And,
1: and like th- look how look how insignificant we are, look how big the world is, yeah. look at how much is open my eyes, and Brian and Clay are like, Huh, <laughs> elephant go fart <laughs> Or like Uh, Not, not even like I don't even think they. This is it's such a. I don't even think they fucking say thank you to the girl who serves them juice. Like she's not a human being to the two of them. These two are
0: just the worst. Yep. (sighs) What's hilarious is Brian has a death grip on this chair on the elephant. He's so afraid of just the elephant doing whatever it wants. Like the elephant sees some food, like some grass that it wants to eat so it goes over there and it, it grabs some food and clearly the the guide is just like yeah whatever we'll just let it happen it'll come
1: back to me yeah. yeah
0: and he's like sir 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 you need to
1: control this thing sir it's borderline Karen behavior like I know it comes from a place of fear and like I get it yeah. but like you have no faith that this man knows how to do his job mm-hmm just let him do his job. And Clay to his credits like, "All right. Yeah. Like whatever, Elf is going to do what it's going to do and I'm going to chill out, I guess." What a wild
0: world where Clay is the sane one. I don't know. In a pack of two. Yeah. <laughs> so that's happening. Meanwhile, I can't. Jake is going to Helen, and this is the play he should have done
1: all along. <sighs> yes. And This is the one he should have pursued. This makes so much sense, and I'm mad at Helen for not taking it up. I'm also mad at Jake for not making a very good case Mm -hmm. and making a reputation where she doesn't feel like she can trust him. But at this point, he's right. Clay and Brian are walking into the final two and nobody is stopping them. All a final four of Jake, Penny, Helen, Jan at this point makes so much fucking sense. You don't, neither, neither group that's come together would have power over the other. Mm-hmm. So you have an equal playing field of a final four. You get rid of the two mo- the two most likely to win contestants mm-hmm. and Ted.
0: Yeah. And if you're Helen and you change your mind after the first one, you still have the numbers
1: and the power to go like, nah, we're going with the Chewy Gun. Exactly. It wouldn't like let's say you blindside Brian this episode. Mm-hmm. And then Helen changes her mind. You can go back to them and say, hey, Brian was going to win a million dollars if we didn't stop him. Yeah. So I did what I had to do to stop him. Makes sense to me. Does nothing. Nothing. And I was, and I, I do like Jake's confessional here where he's like, they, you know, they are going to view me as like a snake or whatever he says. But I'm not just going to lay down and die. I'm like, yes, thank you. Good. I wish you would... Sort of focus your efforts, (laughs) but thank you for saying what I've been wanting someone to say for five fucking seasons. I mean, Boston Rob kind of said it too, but yeah. Uh, Back on the reward,
0: they're eating. It's a feast. They have a bunch of Thai food, fry noodles. They had like a shrimp, almost looked like a gumbo. They didn't say what it was, but it almost looked like a a shrimp soup. Yeah, that, I mean they call it shrimp soup oh, at some they? point in the episode, hmm. yeah. When they take it back. What an unflattering name. Shrimp soup. I'm sure it has a better name.
1: <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure it, has it,
0: a I'm sure it has a name in Thai. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. They they eat their food, they're very happy, and then Clay's like, Hey, let's put some of this shrimp soup in the canteen to take home, and I have a lot of extra beer. Let's take the beer. Why is Survivor still letting them do
1: this? I don't know. This m- I cannot believe. After Marquesas, like, oh, it was something novel. Sure, they're gonna stop it out. N- no, no. Nah. How they're letting them take back soup and beer?
0: That's so insane to me. And maybe Survivor is seeing this and seeing it play out in real time, and they're like, eh, throw them a bone. Their their food supply is short, maybe. but I don't know. That's that's.
1: When, did the, when does the crackdown happen? It's just like I said last episode. Like, it, it puts the pressure on the people who win a reward to now have to do it. Yeah.
0: And I don't even know if we will see when the crackdown happens, because there's no way Survivor's going to
1: self-incriminate and say, no, you can't take any of that yeah. back on camera live. No, I mean, what I would have expected to happen when there's a crackdown is someone tries it. Either they tell everyone at the top of the season, mm-hmm. or someone tries it, someone from production steps in and goes, hey, actually, we're not letting you do that anymore. Dump it out. And then we never see those scenes. Yeah. And it just looks like they had dinner and then went home. Exactly. Because it's kind of wild. (laughs) So
0: that happens. We get back. And I want to take you into the mind of a sociopath here. Uh, Oh, Brian? Because I have the same note. I literally have the word sociopath written down. Brian steps off the boat Seeing everyone super excited for them, super excited to see them, excited that they brought home food and beer. He's like, yes, my sheep waiting for their master.
1: Yeah, he says they look like lost sheep waiting for their master, which is jarring to hear. Yeah. Completely sociopathic. And I've mentioned before the little cracks of Brian being a sociopath that have popped up, like referring to it as like his camp and his team, and the smile on your face tells me he is the puppy strangler. I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) But not only is this mind-bogglingly sociopathic, Mm -hmm. it also isn't correct and is is incorrect in a way that makes it more sociopathic. Sheep don't have masters. Sheep have shepherds. Correct. That is a very different thing. And Brian also says to, says to be a devout Christian and like sheep and shepherd, like there's a lot in there about that. So it's not something he'd be unfamiliar with. Another Freudian slip. Like it, it is so self-incriminating and I hate this man so much.
0: <laughs> not, you don't hate him enough to pick someone else
1: to win. I'm not picking who I want to win. <laughs> I'm picking who I think's going to win. Fair point. So that happens. Penny's trying
0: to turn on Jake. Penny's trying to rally, do the same thing that Jake is doing, but instead of trying to make the inn, trying to spare herself for one more vote, and hoping for the
1: best from then on for out. Three more days. Yeah. Cool. You bought yourself three more days. I will say, as much as we shit on Paramount Plus, kudos Paramount Plus because the intro text of this episode is something about like a survivor. One of the survivors turns on their tribe unexpectedly Mm -hmm. or something like that. And so part of me is like, oh, do they get Ted? Do they get Helen? Like, what's going on? It's Penny. It's Penny. And that's so smart. It was Penny the
0: whole time. It was Penny all along. (laughs) Nice. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. People are just like lying to her and and trying to string her along. But they, they know. Yeah. They know what's up. Immunity challenge. We have a night challenge. We have your your trivia.
1: It's the machete challenge again.
0: It's the machete, miss- yeah.
1: Machete challenge with snuffing torches instead of cutting ropes. It's literally the exact same setup. You have the die, you have A, B, C, D, true, false, and you have three lives.
0: Talk to me about this. How do you feel about
1: this variation of this challenge? It's fine. Okay. I think having the torches in front of them makes it more personal. Mm-hmm. And I don't think we would have had the same results in Marquesas if they had been directly in front of them. I agree. It's maybe I'm maybe I'm overthinking the psychology of that, mm-hmm. but I think it becomes when the torches are first of all torch being stuffing the torch being the symbol of tribal council and it being right in front of their face, it it's much easier to connect the dots of oh, we're really showing our whole ass here. So you you got
0: where I was going? Before I was going to drag you into it. Is this, as far as survivor lore goes, sacrilegious? You are using an element that you have already proposed as like, this is the end all be all. In a challenge, right in front of their faces.
1: Yeah, I think so. I think you could get a similar effect with a slightly different... Mm -hmm. A slightly different prop. Sure.
0: And I... We're five seasons in. Yeah. They pro- they don't think it's this cultural fun. Pho- I mean, they know it's a phenomenon, but they they don't have the reverence for their bits that they've worked so hard to to make.
1: Yeah, seeing somebody else snuff a torch was weird. Yeah, it's almost a little uncomfortable as a survivor watcher. Yeah. Like that's that's his job.
0: Don't don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so that that happened this immunity challenge it's trivia i didn't
1: write down a whole lot of questions that's fine a lot of them i mean they were harder than last season's yeah i i felt like a lot of them it would be between two answers where Mm -hmm. it felt like there was two answers that were obvious that obviously not it and then two that was like it could be one of those two helen i think got every single question right if, if she got any wrong, it was, like, one. She yeah. was fucking killing this game. I agree. I think
0: it, it may have been one, but still. She was far better than anyone else. Yep. By a mile. And, yeah. She did it in a way that it wasn't like, I'm gonna go after every single person. She played very politically. Yep. And she's like, hey, I could take this person out, or I could even the score... With everyone and go after this person who has nothing out
1: yet, and let's be honest. By the time it's her, Jan, and Ted,
0: mm-hmm.
1: it doesn't really matter who wins in her mind. Like sure. even if she's going to take Jake's deal, yeah, it's going after Claire Brian. Mm-hmm. Like she wants to win because that's a personal accomplishment. But if she loses, it doesn't matter to her which one of those two win. And they all everyone knows she's close with Jan, so yeah,
0: throw Ted a bone. I was going to say, what, what's your take on taking out Jan
1: over Ted? I think that's why. That's why? Yeah, I I think she can, she's not stupid. In fact, I think she's very smart and wasted mm-hmm. on the season. I agree. She can infer from the Jake conversation that Ted's now also a little bit on the outside, even if he doesn't think he is. So, And Ted's very emotional, mm-hmm. very reactionary. Fluff him up a little bit. I love it. Well, don't fluff him up a little bit, because then he'll assault you, but...
0: (laughs) I was going to say make him feel good, but no, I don't want to follow up with that. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Helen Helen kills it. Jake is pissed at Penny, so he kind of sees where this is going. Yeah.
1: And I think that actually is a nail in Penny's coffin. I think showing that she will turn on her closest ally Mm -hmm. when she's in danger is like, they're like, ah, okay, we can't trust her. We gotta get rid of her. But it's so interesting
0: that he sees it coming, but later on does nothing about it. Yeah, as far as the vote spread goes,
1: sure. I think he is a man of his word in some mm-hmm. ways, or like he holds integrity very important to him, mm-hmm. and can respect that Penny's playing the game her way, but he won't do it. Sure. So I can, I, I think that's where that comes from. Okay.
0: That's a very nice way to put it.
1: That might also be why the Helen stuff falls through, is maybe Helen's like, oh, well, he doesn't even have Penny, so... (laughs) Maybe this ain't gonna work. Yeah, so uh, Penny, very (laughs) self-destructive, on accident. I respect what she did. Mm -hmm. Too obvious. Yes. But I respect it. Yeah.
0: Interesting here... Because I I had a moment where I thought, oh, they get back really late. Are they going to like wait a day and then cut to tribal council? And they just show that night. They don't show them leaving. And then they show tribal council. So I'm like, oh, did they just skip an entire day's worth of footage? Mm -hmm. No. They went from that challenge, the night challenge, to back to camp, to tribal council. Yeah. Which just sounds exhausting. Yep. That's that's a lot of walking in just a small span. Even just like, hey, you've done this thing. Just go straight from challenge to tribal. Yeah. I get it. They kind of want them to have that scramble moment, which I feel like we got on them before for not letting them have that. Yeah. I don't know. There's not a good way. Maybe just don't do night challenges.
1: Yeah, or do them a day early, or... It, it would be... I don't want to leave things like this up to the producer's discretion, but the ability for them to scramble, leave it dependent on, like, what's going on in camp. Like, yeah. do you think there's actually... Because here, there's no opportunity for scramble. Right. It's it's going to be who on decides to vote off. Yeah. So, we don't need it. Fair. But other seasons, there's been opportunities. So, I don't know. Maybe maybe you're right. Maybe there's no good answer. <sighs>
0: I, I like when, what they have done in later seasons where they're like, hey, after this, you're going straight to tribal.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And they're upfront about it. They know yeah. what they're doing. And even if it's kind of like a blind side to the contestants, it's at least
1: upfront and open about that idea. I don't even know how it could be a blind side to the contestants now, though, because you know th- that you have... What is it? Uh, free day, reward day, immunity day, or is it reward day, free day, immunity day? So you know what day tribe is going to be on. Yeah. Every single time. That's fair. So I you think know it's coming. For this, you're right. For later seasons,
0: they've definitely are much more free with the format. Mm.
1: That's fair. It's,
0: especially now that they're cutting down the days to make like speed up the game, make it faster.
1: Yeah. Like I said, we'll we'll get there when we get there. And and. On top of the season being bad, like, this stretch of the season, now, five seasons in a row, drags. Like, once you get down between, like, eight and five people, Mm -hmm. usually there's an alliance of four or five. They're not going to—why would they break with each other? Unless they're given a really good reason. So they're going to cut down their numbers. But the best seasons are when they break— each other, Jared. That'd be great.
0: When they start manipulating and doing some dirty deals, that's where it gets fun. Great. At this stage of the game. Sure. Well, I we'll get there when we get we'll there.
1: We'll get there. Hopefully. Yeah.
0: So, Tribal, interesting little note here from Ted. Ted's like, the people who were voted out were voted out for their
1: actions. This is a really weird season to for Survivor. Mm-hmm. And for Ted yeah. to want to centralize that the actions of the people are why they went home. it
0: It's a little defensive. It, it's a little like,
1: <sighs> To hey. the show's credit, mm-hmm. that seems to be a, a theme they picked from episode one. Mm-hmm. And didn't know what was coming.
0: <laughs> but
1: like, you can cut
0: that out. You yeah. cannot give him the, like, honorable position, or you can easily frame that in a bad way for him. Yeah.
1: But they just choose not to. The The last couple episodes, the show's been trying to do a Ted Redemption tour, mm-hmm. and I'm having zero of it. I've, I, until now, have not even acknowledged it, because I'm like, no, fuck Ted.
0: That's fair. And then Jeff's like, hey, you didn't really get time after the challenge to talk some strategy. Here, talk some strategy. And then Jake proceeds to like shoot himself in the foot. A, f- a full fucking magazine. <laughs> Fully automatic, just into his own foot. Straight into the foot. He's like, I'm I've been work I've been great at this game. I have been strategic. I have been competing really well, and like I think you should respect that. And this somehow does
1: not get him voted out. It's because they I mean, yes, it shot him in the foot in his chances of, like, actually being able to Mm -hmm. impact the game in any way, shape, or form. It might have actually partially saved him because that man's not a threat. That sad man on your bench is not a threat. Penny, Penny's smart. Penny's convincing. Yeah, yeah. I think
0: he did convince Clay to actually switch his vote. Not from from penny to himself from jake to penny but the opposite yeah from penny to himself because he clay's the only one who kind of like breaks with the the group on that one and it's
1: so funny yeah but uh hey clay do you feel a little insecure about like what you've done in the game and or lack of and the tribe and all of that because like did you feel personally called out by that reference to nobody in particular
0: because i don't
1: think jake was trying to call out clay no i don't think so either I don't think he was trying to call out anyone. I think he was doing some weird mealy mouth defense that didn't mean anything. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and it, like I said, it's just a weird, weird space <laughs> we're in right now. Because everything seems pretty cut dry at this point. We're, yes. just, we're just
1: waiting until we get to five. And I, I should clarify, I like villains. Mm-hmm. I, in media, in everything, in Survivor. Yeah, I like, I like Rich, I like Jerry. I like the villains we've been presented, but my god, these three men have had power this entire season, and they are fucking disgusting. They aren't really that good at the game. Yeah. They kind of fell into this. Yeah. Brian seems like he could be a decent survivor player. He's also a weird sociopath, misogynist guy, used car salesman. Like, I don't—I'm so ready— I'm so ready. The best part of this season will be when it's over. I agree. I'm having fun podcasting about it with you. That's Yeah. But if I was watching it on my own, I would probably jump to the end. <laughs> it's like, you know what? Let's skip this season. We don't need it. I'd look at who the winner was and I'd move on. Cool. Probably at about, like, when she Ann went home.
0: Okay. Moving
1: on. Penny gets voted out. Yeah.
0: How do you think Penny does in Future
1: Survivor? I can't tell, man. Everyone talks about her like she's this manipulative threat, mm-hmm. but we never see her do anything. And I can't tell if that's the show, like if that's the producers, if that's the editing, if that's the cast around her. Mm-hmm. She's been very interesting from the beginning. She's had potential. Yeah, she is, she has a silver tongue. She is. She doesn't back down from challenges. Like she she was constantly trying to get Xi'an to go the fuck home. Yeah. I like her, but it's so hard to tell. So she has the she has the ceiling of someone that could be a winner. Mm-hmm. I think that she has most of the tools required. I just can't tell if they would ever be brought to fruition in any meaningful way. So somewhere between she has a really wide range of outcomes for me. Yeah. She could be anywhere from like the middle of pre-merge. I don't think she's ever like a first boot or anything like that. She doesn't have anything that's like, for a lot of first boots, there's a, there's a really, really defining reason why. She doesn't have anything like that. She's mm-hmm. not off-putting enough to or like offensive enough in her strategies to to be like before mid tribal. But she's somebody that can go all the way to the end. Yeah. I think she's crafty and I think her game would work better in a modern survivor. I agree.
0: She has that self preservation mentality to mm-hmm. like, hey, this may hinder me, but if I can just get through this one vote and I take
1: get rid of my own teammate to do so, fine. So be She's it. one of the first people voted off that I'm like, if you were on a season with hidden immunity idols, you would find one.
0: Yeah. I, I could see that. So Penny doesn't come back.
1: Yeah, I figured.
0: There's honestly not a whole lot out there for Penny. Like, she
1: was <laughs> hidden almost as well as Aaron. We got more of her. We did. Do you feel like the people on this season were embarrassed to be on this season? Because this is now... Or, like, maybe you just didn't get as much media exposure afterwards. Mm -hmm. Because Marquesas, we knew a lot about most people on it. Africa, Australia, Borneo. All of those... There's at least something. A little bit of information about them. We're now into somebody who made the final seven, and there's, like, nothing. I think Survivor tries
0: to bury this season. Good! And tries to... I mean... From a media standpoint, it makes sense to me that like, hey, nobody really wants to read articles about this person in this season who nobody really liked. Yeah. And like, if you don't have the nostalgia tied to it, like, why even care? Why even bother reaching out? I except that Penny's interesting. Yeah, from a historical standpoint, like, I think people like Penny who have done zero offenses and are just kind of. A victim
1: of this season yeah
0: that kind of sucks
1: yeah
0: yeah so she's not coming back
1: but i can also totally see why like let's say they did like a sec another second chance season i can see why they wouldn't want anyone from thailand on there because then people who might got- have gotten to the show later and aren't doing this crazy thing that we're doing might be like oh thailand no, i'll go back and watch that oh no <laughs> my protagonist of the episode is actually jake oh, okay he's a terrible protagonist His story is bad this episode, but it is his story. It's his story of trying to save himself, and weirdly enough, he does, but not for any reason that we ever actually see.
0: Sure. I see what
1: you're saying. Yep.
0: Cool. Bumper. That'll do it for this episode of the Survivor Turning Back Time podcast. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for hanging out with us. I need a nap. I'm so tired. Uh, Why are you tired, Stephen? It's because my life is in shambles, and every waking moment that I have of free time, I'm spending working on lines. I more meant the the party till three in the morning last oh, night. But that'll yeah. do it too. I did. I did have people that you didn't invite me to to the cast party that wow. you're not in. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I like parties. Damn it, that's true. You would have probably. Enjoyed- these are good people, and these are fun people. It would have been weird. It would have been weird. Yeah, I would have invited you. Uh, don't, please don't. Next time. Please don't.
1: <laughs> Anything you'd like to promote? Uh, I would like to promote throwing parties. Okay. Yeah, people should... We're, listen, we spent so many years trapped inside. It's fair. It was like a decade. It felt like a decade. <laughs> people should... We need to go to like Roman... It was like a year and um, a decade. Months. It was a year yeah. and a decade. Okay, No. We need to go to, like, the fall of Rome levels of debauchery. Because right now we're in the fall of Rome levels of, like, corruption and, like, bad. So let's also go to fall of Rome levels of debauchery. within in, like, getting super drunk and having sex with everyone? Correct. I don't think I want that. Though. I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't, it's not exclusively that, okay. but, I mean, that should
0: be on the table. Okay. I mean, to each their own, like, do your thing. <laughs> I'm gonna probably leave you to it.
1: The Survivor Dream Back Time podcast advocates for having sex with as many people as you feel you want to. That consent, unlike use, Ted, use protection, please. Uh,
0: yeah, no, it was it was great having like really. Other than that one fantasy football draft, this was the first time I've had a good mm. chunk of people in my place. It was a nice test of how many people can I fit comfortably in here. Talk your sex
1: tape, nice. Do you still have the, the draft board from last year? No, we threw it away. Do you have a picture of the draft board from last year? Probably. I can't find mine.
0: Oh no. And we do keepers. I feel like I asked you this, Jared. Did you want this? And then you I said no. I think I deleted it by accident. Oh no. Okay, well, we'll
1: figure that out.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: it's the never ending chaos show. Yeah. Yeah. What are you promoting, Steven?
0: I, well, one, I'm gonna go take a nap after this cause I fucking need it. I'm gonna promote, I don't know, good good mental health spaces.
1: Mm. Go, go get therapy, go. And also take care of yourself. If you're depressed, and I say this to somebody who has depression, mm-hmm. remember going outside, exercising, drinking enough water, those things all help. I know it's hard to do them. Do them. Do it. Do it.
0: Do it. For my co host Jared, this
1: is Steven. For my host Steven, this is Jared. Bye bye. Go take your naps, y'all. You've earned them. Do it. Do it.